For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host. And my guest today, I've been really and literally looking forward to this for about three weeks. <laughs> and um, my guest is a former a college volleyball player and model uh, who knows all too well the benefits of using CBD for wellness. And yes. uh, she knows about that anti inflammation and overall performance to keep her going. Her company, her company today exceeds being just another CBD brand and aims to create a community, a connection, and to uh, have a role in social impact and social justice. And my guest today is Jamie Lee. And Jamie is the founder of a business called Toasty. And welcome, Jamie, to the show. Welcome to Plant Profits. How are you? Hello, hello. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. And yes, it's been three weeks. I've been dying <laughs> to get on here too. So happy to be here. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you, I'm glad we finally got this thing organized and got it done. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and and look today, I'm, I, I really want, want everyone to kind of understand how a person with your background gets to this place, right? And, and so now, uh, where, where let's let's start at the beginning. Where 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 did you and your family grow up, and then you know where where did you come from? Yeah, so I was born and raised in a little town called Eflin. It's out of North Carolina. Yeah, Eflin, yeah. North Carolina. We have one stoplight, less than eight hundred people, or somewhere close to that now. One yeah. post office. We have rodeos and a lot of land. <laughs> so wow. I'm definitely a country girl. <laughs> oh my God. Did you live out? Well, I guess there's no such thing as not being in the country. Even if you near that stoplight, you're kind of in the country. But oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so did you live on, on land and, and have all of those chores and opportunities? And tell me about, oh, tell me about that. Yes, I did. Um, it's so interesting because, you know, coming from being in LA and then living in like Tennessee, you know, for college or New York, it's just so different. But um, yes, back home, it's very rural. It's so interesting because it's like a plot of, I would say 50 acres, but it's divided up between family. 
Okay. So I had my auntie next to me, and then I had me, and then my uncle, and then my grandma, grandpa used to stay right next to them. So it was like a whole family, you know, slew of land and just staying next to them as my neighbors. So, you know, anytime I wanted to go and walk to my aunties, just walk through the path and walk, to, walk up to her house and I'm there. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I grew up, I didn't have a, we didn't have a farm, you know, no animals, but my parents, I would say a lot of people in my family have a green thumb. So, you okay. know, we had a big plot of a garden. Okay. Um, so yeah. Was it I a family the, garden? Yes. Jamie, was it a family where everyone did oh, things in no. the same plot of land or was it separated? No, it was pretty much like my like intermediate family. So my yeah. dad and my mom pretty much managed it. My dad loved being out there on his tractor, plowing yeah. and doing all of that. And I definitely had a lot of chores <laughs> in the garden. So, you know, I had to go pick beans. I had to go pick stuff. We would um, buy like 50 dozen of corn to this day. I guess I understand <laughs> I guess I understand why we did it, you know, saving on money and things like that. But at right. the time I hated it. So can you imagine you being did. like a teenager having to shuck 50 dozen of corn with worms and stuff? Oh yeah. I can imagine it. I grew oh, up yeah. in a small town in Texas that was three times the size of yours, about 2,500 oh, wow. people. Wow. <laughs> we had See? two lights. We had two lights, Jamie. <laughs> that's crazy it's, it's really interesting to think about that lifestyle because even yeah. with shucking the corn and canning or um you know picking beans we all yeah. did the canning part of it you know my me and my sisters my mom um we would be you know cleaning you have to snap it you have to cut it you have to can it and preserve it yeah freeze it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot so yes i'm pretty domestic <laughs> that's great so you, you mentioned you have sisters yes i have give me one second yeah sometimes my AirPods don't want to stay in my ear they want to jump out um yeah. but yes i am the baby of two older sisters um, wow. i have both my sisters are now married one of my sisters my oldest tanisha is expecting so oh, i'm gonna be an auntie oh Thank my you. god oh do yes. you think you're gonna be a good auntie Oh, I'm going to be the best. And the baby is going to be an Aquarius. I've claimed it. I literally <laughs> called all of it before I found out. And yes, I'm claiming February the 10th. So that is beautiful. That That is awesome. Now, were, were you girls competitive? Mm, I wouldn't say we were competitive. No, but I definitely, we definitely took the lead from my sister, my oldest sister, Tanisha. She started um, playing athletics. So she was like the basketball player and also did volleyball and mm -hmm. she fell in love with volleyball and, you know, started doing traveling AAU ball and Ooh, um, tournaments and things journey. like that. AAU oh my God. It's volleyball a lot. is that is, that is one of the biggest, uh, oh my God. It's expensive. It's, it's expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of dedication, but she started doing it. And, you know, then my, me and my other sister, my middle sister, Brianna, she and I got into it and that was just our sport. You know, yeah. um, we maybe did track, um, Brianna did some cheerleading. Um, I did track in middle school. Um, other than that, I was full on volleyball player that we were definitely a volleyball family. You were. So you, you guys were in gymnasiums all summer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I went to school, I played volleyball and did some work. Uh -huh. Um and that was it. <laughs> that was my adult. I mean not even my adult. That was my preteen pre years. Pre-college pre yeah. years. And yeah. 
It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. If you were to look at, you know, because you're you're an entrepreneur now, and if you were to look at the influences that you had before you went to school, right, mm-hmm. and, and your family living out on that that fifty acre plot of land with with your relatives, your your parents, your sisters, your relatives, uh, what are, what are some of the the major influences that you believe give you the foundation to do the things you're you're doing and trying to do today? Hmm. I love this question. I would definitely say family is key. Um, mm-hmm. I love spending time with my family, even though I'm across the country. Anytime I go back, I definitely try to stop by. And that's just at the root of it. You know, sometimes as an adult, you feel like when it comes to friends and things like that, you know, a lot of people are seasonal or different things like that. But one thing that I've learned is that families to stay. And I find a lot of friendships and a tight bond and loving bond. I know that they're always there for me and always will support me. And so family is first. Mm-hmm. Um, also with the lifestyle of, you know, being a Southern Belle and in the country, <laughs> um, hard work, hard yeah. work. I've seen my parents do it day yeah. in, day out. Um, my yeah. mom works really hard. My dad works really hard and they work really hard for everything that they have. And, you know, we may not have everything that we want, but we are very appreciative of what we did have. And like I said, when you work hard, you know, you reap those benefits and you learn to appreciate things. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that serves you well now. I mean, your work ethic, you're saying your work yeah. ethic came from your surroundings, your, the people that you interacted with, you knew. What oh, yeah, had. definitely. You know, also uh, being in a household full of women. Um, yeah, you're poor dad. You're <laughs> Did no, he have a, a male dog? Dad. Did you get him a male dog? <laughs> no, we had a female dog. Her name oh, was Leia. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, I don't know. We didn't me and my sisters, we never needed that extra push to strive hard in school. We always Mm -hmm. wanted to make, you know, good grades and Mm -hmm. be an athlete and, you know, be awesome kids and just children of God and Mm -hmm. um, different things like that. My dad's a pastor. So we definitely spent a lot of time in church. So, you know, all those home values definitely translate for me in my career. Yeah. So, you know, earlier I asked you if you guys were competitive. I was thinking you were going to say in the classroom because you oh. did extremely well in, in school. Yeah, right. And did, and did that, did that translate from the, the big sister, the middle sister to the baby sister? I would say me and middle sister were pretty even, but uh-huh. I'm going to put myself at the top of the ladder because I was AP and pretty much all my classes um, okay. graduated with a pretty decent um, GPA from high school. I had college offers out the wazoo. um, And that wasn't just because of athletics. I had great, great um, GPA. And then, you know, Brianna, my middle sister, she was great in school and Tanisha was too. I would just Mm -hmm. say Jamie, Brie, Tanisha. (laughs) Um, So that's just something I always strive for. I don't know, just academics being first, you know, I was always taught and I truly believe that it was all a means to an end. So yeah. I could be playing college athletics one day, have like a career ending injury. And I wanted to prep do? myself. Exactly. Right. right. Once put myself in the best position. No, that's, that's great. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break and, and we're gonna talk about uh, this volleyball thing and, yeah. and, and how the volleyball got you where you are in okay. many ways. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do that. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Jamie Lee.
founder of Toasty. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and my guest today is Jamie Lee. Jamie is the founder of Toasty. Toasty is a CBD wellness business that this entrepreneur, Jamie Lee, founded. And when we left, we had just really had a good discussion of, of Jamie's foundation, you know, how she grew up and the influences in her life and, and just the interaction she had with her family and how that has helped her achieve the goals that she is achieving today. So the question I really want to ask you, Jamie, is, is volleyball. And volleyball is the big part of what you guys did. You were in gymnasiums all summer and AU volleyball. How did you choose where you went to school? Because you had academic opportunities. You yeah. could have done strictly academic opportunities, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You had uh, a combination in which you chose a combination of academic and volleyball, right? So um, tell me about that process. Oh, that was a really tricky process. Um, I started playing volleyball when I was about six or seven, okay. you know, following my oldest sister around. Um, okay. I would say my first college offer came when I was finishing out my freshman year. That was when wow. I first had my first letter, like come to our camp. We're interested in scouting you. Yeah. Um, and then sophomore year I just started to take off from there um I don't know it was a really difficult decision it it really is it's so hard uh and that's not even to be like cocky or anything it was just that I was a great athlete and I had awesome leadership uh, with my clubs and them putting me in great opportunities as far as like where we're traveling um I had a really uh great transition from more of like a starter mm-hmm. local community and that's Dove, Dove Volleyball. Um, okay. Love them to death. They taught okay. me all base networks and base fundamentals of volleyball. And they also taught my sisters as well. Okay. And then I transitioned to another club called Jammers out of Durham with Coach Hodge. And his daughter actually played at Penn State. She was like oh. a four-year national championship when they um, went on that run I remember when they went on that run it was amazing and you know so he had a lot of fundamental skills and she came in the gym every so often and just watching her and I'm like oh my god I want to be her like how can I be her how do how can you train me like her and like how can I go to the schools different (laughs) things like that so I also had another awesome leader and she's still in my life today Um, I call her coach P so between Dove coach P and Coach Hodge at Jammers. Um, I feel like I was, I had this awesome base platform and they all set me up in a great position to get a lot of exposure. You know, being from Raleigh Durham, um, volleyball is definitely a lower tier. Um, I couldn't, you know, my parents couldn't afford to um, uh, send me to Triangle, which was another um, pretty prestigious volleyball club. So I did what I had to do and I grinded it out with my coaches. I went to the volleyball camp. I trained with school play or playing, you know, during school seasons. And then also, um, you know, just playing with a club. And uh, from there, I just had courts filled with coaches, which was such an awesome experience for me. 
So what did it come down to? Where did you end up going and what did it come down to? Oh, man. Who, who, what's your top five or your top three? <laughs> okay, I knew I wanted to say kind of local because local. Mm -hmm. uh, say that with air quotes because, yeah. you know, I, it's still out of state, but I wanted my family to be able to travel and things like that. So definitely looked really heavily in the SEC, okay. anywhere that's um, in the South, but like Georgia, Florida, not like Louisiana, anything like that. Um, or even locally, you know, in North Carolina, Duke, Carolina. Yeah. Um, so it came down, I guess it was, wow, this was a long time ago, Tennessee, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Shoot. I can't even remember the other three, honestly, mm -hmm. because my last two decisions came down to University of Tennessee or Georgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that, you know, I also wanted to do criminal justice. I, mm -hmm. I wanted to be like a forensic science scientist at the time. Okay. So um, Tennessee kind of checked those boxes. They had awesome curriculums for that. When I went on my official visits to both schools, oh my God, they spoiled me. They took great care of me. The players were awesome. The coaches were awesome. Um, so I think it just ultimately came down to what felt like home to me. Okay. And when I went to Tennessee, the players, um, the housing felt home, um, mm -hmm. the food felt home, the community felt like home, the athletics. And yeah, that was my ultimate pick. Um, now, I would definitely say, looking back, um, I don't know if I even, there was, there was maybe some other like red flags or so. But um, I later on transferred from University of Tennessee and I finished out my career at Loyola Marymount out here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, How was that? And, Why did you choose Loyola? Why did you go West Coast? Because you just said that you wanted to be close to home that your family could see you. Yeah. And then you went all the way, damn it. You it went was, all the way to the other side of the country. Night and day. When I tell you yeah. night and day, I, I still sometimes I'm like, okay, why do that? Uh, you know, I was like dating this guy and he was from California and I went to go visit him um, one summer and I, I stepped foot off that plane here in California. I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is so beautiful. And it just felt vibey, the weather. It was yeah. just so different. I had never been to California before. So I don't know. I just fell in love with California and Los Angeles more specifically. And so when I was transferring, I was like, you know what? I want to do something completely different out of my element and I want to go West Coast. So I actually took like a few visits. I went from Louisville to Arizona, mm -hmm. two schools in Arizona, Loyola Marymount. I actually had um, some teammates that were previously recruited okay. at LMU. LMU, um, my, the coach there, Tom Black, he was so awesome. He actually coached for the USA volleyball team. So I was like, you know what? while transferring and trying to better my academics and athletics, you know, this is a way better coach for me okay. and a way better school and a better place for me to be to excel in volleyball. So I just did it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I made that leap. Yeah. Yeah. And you did well. Uh, so volleyball is a sport and it comes with energy. It comes with injury and it comes yeah. with challenges and tell me about some of the guys, every athlete, oh, yeah. D1 athlete gets injured somehow, somehow, oh, somewhere. you know, and you got to deal with it. I mean, uh, you got to deal with it because there's somebody wants your spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's probably every sport that a lot of this stuff happens, but I went from, and I had these injuries going into college. So I always okay. dealt with knee pain. My okay. after playing, you know, long days at AAU, 
My knees right. would swell up, have to ice them, ibuprofen, lift my legs up um, on the wall just to help inflammation. Right. Uh, so I had terrible tendonitis. Um, yeah. I had like little stress fractures in my foot from like taking off with, um, yeah. you know, my approach in volleyball. And then when I went to LMU, I actually tore every ligament in my ankle. And it was, I'll never forget that day because I had never had an injury, like a hardcore injury. Right. Where I had to set well, that's, out. That's or, a hardcore injury. That, yeah. That's tough. I, I thought I just rolled it. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately I knew I did and I heard some grinding. Um, it probably would have been better if I broke it, broke honestly, it. for healing yeah. purposes. Right. But um, yeah, so I had to have a whole injury or ankle reconstruction surgery. Both my inner, outer, and frontal ankle was just destroyed. <laughs> oh, destroyed. my goodness. Yes. How long did that take to recover? I did that probably in March. I had surgery, or sorry, I had that injury start in February. I was in a boot all the way until spring break of March. My mom came out and helped take care of me, and I was probably back playing in August of that next season. So I definitely grinded it out, rehab all summer like crazy, Yeah. (laughs) and tried to get back on the court. How did how did cannabis and CBD come into your life? I would say at that that injury. I mean, mm-hmm. I smoked before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while playing at Tennessee, it was you know you couldn't really indulge while playing. That was, you know, we were getting drug tested all the time. I was yeah. at least. I don't know how it was so random, but I got <laughs> drug tested a lot. <laughs> um, and so you know, obviously not indulging as much there. But um, when I had my um, off seasons, you know, it was mm-hmm. just something to stress relief, um, mm-hmm. cause we couldn't do it. And I knew no other way, you know, a lot of times in college, a lot of people turn towards alcohol mm-hmm. That's fun and all, but it's just not good. It's not a great recovery. Um, and then when I went out to LMU and I tore my ankle yeah, all to pieces, um, honestly, within that after surgery, maybe two weeks, after, uh, you know, just being on those prescription painkillers, I think I was on like Oxy and they gave me Ambien for sleep and all these other drugs. Um, I quickly learned I hated them. I literally hated them. <laughs> like the Oxycontin, like, great. It took pain away, but it just made me feel weird. And then the Ambien on top of that, the second dose that I've ever taken of that, it just made me feel really drugged mm-hmm. and groggy and yeah. hung over. I don't know, just really nauseous and terrible. Mm-hmm. So awful. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. And so then, you know, weekends or, you know, I wasn't even playing at that time and I wasn't getting tested at that time. So I just leaned really heavily on CBD and on the weekends more so smoking just to yeah. like, I don't know. It just made me feel like I could walk on a cloud. Like it just made my ankle feel great. It made me feel, you know, a little bit, I'd say more involved because at that time, you know, I'm seeing other people play and I want to get out there and play. And also it's hard to commute across campus with a scooter. And I was just like, (laughs) it was just a lot. And I was stressed and I was depressed and I was just in pain and, you know, it helped me so much as far as like my mental recovery and you yeah. know being happy more than like feeling down about what my current situation was. And then ultimately it made my ankle feel great. So I, I would oh. say it played a huge impact in recovery. No, oh, tell yeah. you what, and um, you've done well since then. And, Thank you. You know, yeah. absolutely. I actually you came know. out of that season and me and another one of my teammates, but we were one of the, 
dominating players on the team. We swept UCLA. We were the underdogs. I had 24 kills. That was like the best game of my career. And we made it to the Sweet 16. So I would say cannabis played an awesome role. Awesome role. <laughs> Did a great job. Well, we're going to talk specifically about cannabis and CBD and Toasty. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And my guest today is Jamie Lee. She is the founder and CEO of Toasty. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And um, my guest today is Jamie Lee. She's the founder and CEO of Toasty. And um, she's an interesting uh, young lady that is doing (laughs) tremendous things in the CBD uh, arena, in the wellness arena. And she's making it count. So um, what were you doing during when COVID hit? Tell me about that. Because this is where this thing started. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What was I doing? I remember yeah. when COVID hit. I was working in New York City. Okay. Uh, the first corporate tech job with Uber. Okay. Um, no, I was not a driver making that clear. Because <laughs> everyone's like, oh, my God, you were a driver? I'm like, no, I worked in tech. I worked in coop or uh, corporate. And that was so awesome. Okay. There's nothing wrong with driving. But that's just more of my style. And yeah, I will never forget when it started to quickly escalate in New York City. And I left on Friday the 13th in March Mm -hmm. of 2019. Was it 2019? Was that 2019? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. Was it 2020? It's 2020. It's 20. Yeah, it's just like it never happened. It's just like that year never is weird. It's It's kind of crazy. Yeah. you know, that hit really crazy and it just became where like we were temporarily out of the office and they were like, don't come back to the office and flights right. were $50, $20. And I was like, I have to get out of the city because being in New York, they were looking at it as the epicenter of COVID. And I was like, you know what, I just need to go home. Yeah. So I left the city, went back home to quarantine with my parents for three months. I would say oh, that, that had to be a little <laughs> crazy. That's wild. I mean, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what? It was wild for many things. COVID was happening. And then also there were so many, um, how do I put this? There was so much going on with black people getting killed in the streets. So yeah. we were, we were glued to the TV. Um, yeah. You know, I'm from the, the country and, you know, nothing was really happening in North Carolina, but a lot of people I'm sure were just watching like what was going on and like yeah. all these police killings and police brutality. And then we had the protests that, then was being bombarded by people that were trying to cause riots and skew the purpose of us protesting and things like that. And it was, it was an emotional roller coaster. Um, no, you doubt. know, with no that, doubt. I had got laid off. So. Yeah. There's a lot going so, on. Anxiety. Going so on. what the hell? Let's just start a business. That's that's okay. what you said. So <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me how did you get Toasty going and why Toasty? Why the name Toasty? Yeah. So I got laid off. What was it? Four months into COVID and You know, pre that, I was just learning a lot about myself um, and what I was really into and what was really helping. My sleep was off, anxiety was through the roof, stress like crazy um, about like, what am I going to do next and what's going to happen? 
Um, so yeah, literally I got laid off and I was like, okay, bye. Thank you guys so much. Started working on my business plan. And then I was like, you know what? I want to move to California. I want to get into cannabis. Like I already knew what I wanted to do. I was kind of like not one foot in, one foot out, but I knew I wanted to transition out of corporate that nine to five and right. do my own thing. And I would say COVID was a blessing in disguise because it gave me so much time to like work on myself, work on the things that I really want to do. And I moved out. I stayed with my friend. I like crashed on her couch for three months and starting in June. And I just went crazy here working on my business plan, plotting and planning with my mentor. Um, and then from there, I, I remember when I wrapped it up and I presented it to her and she was like, so what's the name? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm calling. I have like top three. And she was like, well, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm feeling really toasty right now. And toasty at that time was just feeling like a badass, like a yeah. boss. I was comfortable, cozy. Like, I felt great about everything that I had just put on paper. She's yeah. like, well, boom, there you go. And I was like, toasty. That's toasty, it. Toasty, toasty. That's and, I, great. and I added two eyes because a lot of people, oh, why two eyes? And it's just like, I don't know, growing up in my generation, we added extra letters to everything. If you go back to my old Facebook post, there was double E's. My names have, or my um, social handles have double A's. Like, I just wanted you to feel super toasty, very relaxed, very comfortable in your own vibe. That's cool. And that, yeah. so tell us, tell us about the products. Yes. So toasty, all things CBD, you know, we Uh haven't dabbled into Delta 8 or anything like that. Um, CBD is just where I felt was best for me. Um, and then also at some point or another, you know, I, I knew I wanted to transition into full on cannabis. Um, but yeah, it's all things CBD. We have a lotion that's now full spectrum lotion. We have four different types of tinctures, um, two different types. Um, it's broad spectrum and full because okay. you know, I wanted to think of myself. I, I love THC. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then also thinking of my grandma and my mom, who was yeah. also, you know, my parents also still get drugs tests and different things like that. And I wanted mm-hmm. them to still be able to indulge in CBD without having to worry about THC. Um, actually, this week we're introducing our bath bomb. So we have a jasmine and lavender bath bomb, nice. which I love because it's like the ultimate at-home spa experience. Um, and then we also have some daily supplements, a sunset and a sunrise. So something for the morning, anytime you need that extra energy and then something to relax you. Um, all of those products help me get through COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like up at 4 a.m. losing my sleep and like sleeping during the day just because of everything that was going on. So, you know, I needed something to help me. And those melatonin gummies were not cutting it. <laughs> they weren't doing the job for me. <laughs> so that's pretty much a lot of it. Uh, the inspiration of all my products stem from COVID, pre-COVID and the things and the products that I've used to help my athletic recovery, my stress and uh, depression different things like that. My mental health, um, all of them stem from that. All right, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I think that is awesome. But so it's a brand you're getting it out there. Has it, yeah. is it starting to explode for you? I'm sure you're doing a lot off the web, right? You're doing yes. yeah. a lot of, a lot of e-commerce right yeah. now. We are in two storefronts currently and looking to expand further out. Okay. Um, and I actually just did my first trade show in Dallas last week. Okay. Um, so that was awesome, you know, getting the brand out there, uh-huh. networking, meeting people, different things like that. So yeah, I mean, my ultimate goal for 2022 is to get Toasty and more stores globally. So it'll be coming to a store near you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's great. Yeah. That, that is that that is uh, that is awesome. But it's a wellness product, but yeah. but all the things that you and your family were watching in, in North Carolina, right? The the injustice yeah. and the social 
uh, unrest that was happening, right? So you you partnered yeah. with some folks to link your brand and your identity and your image uh, to making that also better. So tell yeah. me about who your partners are in that arena. Yes, so uh, Toasty works alongside of and partners with um, Last Prisoner Project. And that always stemmed for me because, you know, when I first had my first cannabis experience at 17 with one of my best friends, Brandon, um, he was always business savvy, very much into cannabis. Um, At one point, sold that in North Carolina. And unfortunately, he lost his life to that. Um, And so I knew immediately, like, I wanted to give back to a bigger cause of, you know, just trying to help it get legalized. Also, um, trying to help people that have already been, that are still currently locked up for it, um, or mm-hmm. families that maybe, you know, they lost loved ones because, you know, sometimes people, people can be very grimy and jealous of other people's success. And so, you know, selling it in a place that may, maybe aren't, um, that place may not be legalized just yet, Mm-hmm. Um, can cause a lot of rift and raft. And, you know, so I wanted to give back to a bigger cause um, and deal with, you know, people that have had those um, opportunities taken away from them. And, you know, I think it's just crazy that I get to sit here literally free in my own free yeah, in my own place and space and smoke while someone is locked up for doing the same, same thing. thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. And um, I see, you know, there's lots of facts and statistics out there, you know, black and brown people are Mm -hmm. a huge majority of that. So it just, it takes me back home and always knew that I wanted to create a foundation that will allow me to give back Mm -hmm. um, to people because I wouldn't be where I am today if someone didn't help me and my family out. Oh, that's, that is amazing. That's awesome. Any, your sisters uh, joining you? Any, you know, any family Um, play? Not yet. You know, I think, I think my sisters, you know, they do their own thing. Um, I think hemp and cannabis and THC is still growing on a lot of people in the South. Like I said, I come from a very religious household. My dad's a pastor. (laughs) Um, So, and and it's not that, you know, religion has anything to do with it. It, I think it's just like old traditional mindsets that um, we're trying to get rid of those old stereotypes that selling weed is like, selling refill, you're selling drugs is actually plant medicine. And it has so many benefits, you know, like a grandma has suffered from breast cancer, lung cancer, and, you know, a lot of wow. other illnesses. And it's like, she's still here today. Um, and she's clean and she eats clean and healthy and things like that. And I'm just thinking like, if we could incorporate more plant medicine or plant-based medicine and uh, find other solutions to these drugs, like, I feel like we'd be in a way better place. So, I know we would be. For sure. I mean, yeah. all you got to do is ever remember is how when you tore your ankle up, how those, how, oh, yeah. how those powerful prescription drugs. They just make you feel so bad. I would then nothing like yourself. I mean, exactly. you lose yourself with that yeah. stuff. And exactly. And, and that is a major problem. I'm so thankful, Jamie, that you visited us today. Yeah. And real excited about the opportunity to talk to you kind of full spectrum from the beginning to where you are today and really, really appreciate that. And um, yeah. want you to know you can come back anytime something important is happening in the existence of Toasty. Yeah. Uh, your business, your company, and talk about that. You got an open invitation, Jamie, to come Wait. back and spend that with us. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, just before we end, uh, you know, close out one, say thank you so much for mm-hmm. taking the time to chat with me. 
Um, if anyone has any questions about CBD and cannabis or where to find Toasty, where to buy Toasty, it's gettingtoasty.com and we're getting Toasty on all social media platforms. So reach out to us and we'll get back to you. Awesome. And then that is the final word. Jamie Lee, our guest today, founder and CEO of Toasty. I am Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. I want to thank you all for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcast fix, go and and pull up Plant Profits. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, all the major sites, pull it up and look for this episode with Jamie Lee. I'm telling you, please do that. And follow Protus Global, my firm, uh, through our social networks, including, you know, LinkedIn, where they are, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, all of those places you can you can find us and you can really identify with and see how we're building companies and how we, what we do every day, we're changing people's lives for the better. And that's protusglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.